everybody it's a session here with tuesday talks and we're going to have tuesday talks with amy today we are just waiting for amy to come on live and join us so we can have a, a wonderful conversation with her um amy is also well uh was also a uh, gb athlete as well uh, and her passion is uh to do with water a lot um because i will let amy explain all that part as well so we will uh just waiting for her to join oh hello amy i'm gonna see if i can invite you for yes how are you nice uh, to see you you too you too i'm good i'm good i'm like i'm liking your uh background okay this yeah. the mandala yeah that's nice yeah i really like them i have them all over my house Ah, interesting. This interesting. So obviously, I've never um, been live on Instagram. Say again. I don't think I've ever been live on Instagram. This is the first time. Oh, there you go. It's always a first. So now there's no stopping you. I know yes. that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> fantastic, fantastic. So, well, welcome to Tuesday Talks. Um, Thank you. Thanks well, for having me. Thank you um, for being here. And so, how this will is pretty much we you know. Um, I'll let you introduce yourself to the people okay. who are joining. um so some might know you already and some might not and we'll just have an organic chat in terms of what you're doing where you are at now and what the future plans are and if we we'll see if we can inspire people with our conversation pretty much so um over good. to you so what did i miss uh, how much have you uh, said about me so far so far i just mentioned i heard something about water water i heard yeah yeah so i was mentioning that obviously I know your passion lies with water so I didn't want to give away too much and you've been a uh a GB athlete as well. Uh so yes. I wasn't I wasn't divulging into what you're doing currently so I leave that to you. <laughs> right. So, uh yes, so I used to be a GB swimmer. I used to swim for Great Britain and um I had to give that up um in 2007, 2000 yeah, late 2006, early 2007 because of a car accident. which was not um really too severe but just left me with chronic pain all over my body and um one of the things so I went on this huge spiritual journey um to try and figure out what was causing all of my struggles <laughs> and it led me all the way around the world and I was also um just basically exploring all the major religions hardcore mm-hmm. um I went deep into all the religions learning everything I can and then uh, one of the things that I really found used to help me was yoga. Um but being an athlete I attacked yoga like an athlete which is you know I've got to do I've got to push I've got to get you know I've got to be the best at yoga I've got to you know uh, muscle my way through everything and so I wasn't really very good and then um <laughs> I um I just carried on just practicing just mostly stretching for a few years. and only just got back into it recently during lockdown because um i've been really for the last couple of years the focus has been about um finding finding myself in a very and that sounds very disney um but like i would say mostly just living learning how to live my life learning how to actually live my life mm-hmm. without all the crap that had been weighing me down and um this 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 had started with getting back into swimming and i was you know enjoying that again and then lockdown happened and you know everything that all my entire routine that had been helping me um keep going i would say also like distracting me from from all the crap <laughs> all the belief systems and everything um was suddenly gone and and then i think i think a lot of people can relate to just the you know the walls closing in and all of a sudden it's like oh shit i don't have any excuse when i get any distractions anymore i have to take a look at myself or you know find some other distractions so this is when i started doing yoga again and and finding how to actually do yoga and actually progress by being more compassionate with my body by getting to know my body by getting to know myself and this is what gave me the the passion to at least become a yoga teacher and um through that because i think yoga is a journey i think a lot of people probably do you have you done yoga as isha um <laughs> never seen you on the mat no <laughs> so, i have I, uh, i have an interest in stretching but yeah when it comes to yoga i kind of chicken out <laughs> right 
Did you just say stretching? I'll let that one slide. Yoga is so much more than stretching, man. It, exactly. <laughs> and that's why I let you, you know, I chicken out because it goes beyond that. Yeah, exactly. Um <laughs> just try my yoga and you'll never call it stretching again. And <laughs> it can be really tough. This is the thing. Um I got very ripped in lockdown from doing yoga. Just yoga. And um really rip just just lifting your own body weight like why do you need weights why not learn to lift yourself and you know and in that in that respect connect with your body so um it became much more than that because in opening up myself in yoga like physically and then starting to open up my heart uh, to the community and the people around me and the people on the course it's just um i found that this there's this funny thing <laughs> that happens when i start talking and people get inspired so and i don't get it to be honest um, because i'm just being myself and i think that's the point is um i used to think that i had to do all this stuff to be the best to you know to try to inspire people and actually it's the opposite you inspire people more when you're vulnerable when you allow yourself just to be you and people can actually relate to you so this is what's started the channel um which i've just in the brand and um this this has been a huge journey i thought i thought i was ready for this this channel and this brand maybe back in may mm-hmm. and i i just wasn't there was so much i had to to learn before i could you know uh stand up and and say i am amy and i you know this is who i am and i'm you know strong and i have i have something to offer i have a message to share and that's when the brand came in that i am amy because my normal spelling is a m y but um i don't know if you're into science um a bit yes but i would love to know yeah. i'd love to know what it is okay the, well uh, there's a lot in in science if you've done gcse science or or um maybe some maybe high school science you you use triangles a lot to help you yes. rearrange things and rearranging letters into triangles and i started to notice that like um the i am and this that that it rearranges into the word aim which is like goals and and achieving your your purpose um but then it becomes more than that because the the brand the i am amy because the initial thing i think that i can't you know escape and and maybe just embrace is the initial thing that people look at me and and are inspired by is the strength you know mm-hmm. the the per- the perseverance mm-hmm. right the never giving up the they're getting they're reaching the aims they're reaching the goals right um <laughs> and that's fine but i've learned recently that my message is much more than that it's about getting to that point by by discovering who you are by accepting yourself by learning how to be authentically you by learning how to accept your emotions and and tap into your your own potential not having other people like you know even me telling you what to do figure out how to do it for yourself and say that I am Zisha and I am Amy and this is who I am I'm not going to hide I've got something to offer and bam that's the brand <laughs> nice nice and that explains the I in Amy then <laughs> as well it's also there's a lot of um, there's a lot of symbolism in it too because I don't know if the if you know any french but the the meaning of the name Amy is it comes from the french to to love M and it's spelled A I M E so it's closer spelling to the actual origin of the word um because something that i really discovered this year that i'd never really felt before was just um what actual just um, unconditional love is with this community with these people like you know just looking and when i'm teaching yoga and i see their little faces on the screen it's like i feel like a big wave of of love from my heart and i just think oh and i started this this little sign uh, yeah. so it's the i am love movement i am amy i am love is also into it too so there's a lot of there's a lot of symbolism but so there we go <laughs> that's the brand that's me that's the, actually um it's already is inspiring brand uh, to begin with you know um because i remember uh, in 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 very early stage of your journey so you you saying may and i think it was around may june as well when i approached you to come on one of these tuesday talks earlier but then obviously you were busy and you were I think going through that branding um uh, space that time already so you were going through this journey of connecting with everybody but it's good to now hear you as well and you know see where you come to this brand um when I was looking to just put your logo onto the poster and uh, when I looked at it I was able to just resonate with it myself straight away even though 
as as you heard me say, you know, when I see yoga, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna pass. You know, like um, yeah. I think it's just yeah. I suppose I just need to accept that vulnerability of me. You know, oh, how would that be with yoga? So, um, and those but I can see that the brand you've created is um, relatable in terms of uh, as you said, yeah, it's it's a loving brand. You know, uh, and a bit more intimate as well. So you feel connected straight away with that. Um, well, it's yeah. Go on. No, no, you go what, what, what is your what is your what is your resistance to yoga? I'm just interested to know. Yeah, I'm not trying to sway you, but I'm interested. <laughs> it's, I want to know the thought process of it. I I, I don't know. I mean, I, I've tried some bits here and there, um, but then I was like, I mean, I'm more. I, I more lean towards lifting up weights or, mm-hmm. or, 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 you know, heavy things. But when it comes to doing, and it, it comes to my exercise as well, when it comes to doing something with my own weight, I, I kind of like duck out. I'm like, yeah, no. Well, that's super interesting because a lot of the time, it, it, why, why, wouldn't, why wouldn't we want to learn how to, how to, how to carry ourselves? You know, I, this is you, this is your vehicle, you know, and this is this is the whole thing about yoga for me is that it's, it is, you do get the benefits of exercise from it, mm-hmm. but it's so much more than that because in the Western world, we spend, we spend the great majority of our time until we have an awakening like here, occupying this space, right? This mm-hmm. is what percentage of you, your body, your vehicle, and we're, we're there, we're not connected. And we, we even, even further than that, we believe that we are not, we're not really our body at all. It's just like this, this thing that we're detached from in a way. And it doesn't, we don't resonate with, with the body. Or, or we go too far the other way and we say, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm completely in a spiritual um, dimension completely you know I, I don't want to be in the physical form because it's uh enlightened to to be detached from physical form but we are three things body mind and spirit so the body is our vehicle in this life in this in this reality that we're living is that whether you like it or not this is your this is part of who you are now if we look at those three things we've got You've got your physical body, you've got your mind, your intellect, and then you've got your spirit. And how can we, how can we possibly neglect any of those three things in our human experience? Mm-hmm. They're all related, they all connect. And if we can learn how to align the three of them, that's when, when, that's when life starts to become easy. This is, this is the thing. Yeah? This is, we, we spend our life like going between extremes. Like I, I'm purely of the world of physical. I want stuff, right? And I want to look good and have the muscles and the six pack and the abs. Mm-hmm. And any of that other stuff, don't talk to me about energy and breathing. No, 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 no. Right? Or a lot of the times we're going too far the other way. And, you know, I could, I, I'm, I'm just ready to just leave this world. I, what's, it's bad to live in physical form. It's not enlightened. But this yoga is about finding the balance between the three of them. Amazing, amazing. Okay, that, that, that's, that's yeah. food for thought for me. So I'll, I'll, I'll put some thought into that. But that's, that's actually a very, very uh, great way to put it. And no, no one's been able to put it that way yet. So uh, maybe, yeah, so exactly as I said. Uh, I do find your brand relatable. So when I was looking at it, so, and there you go. So you, you've already gave me some thoughts to think of now. So yeah, who knows? I might, I might uh, look into any, any beginner classes that you have coming up. <laughs> yeah, there, there's, uh, and I'll be, be launching a lot more because actually I, you're in the UK, right? We're going to be going into lockdown again. It's yes. on Thursday. So um, I'll be looking at how I can support people for working out from home again and, uh, and doing things that way. And I'm actually breaking this uh, um, belief that you can't, uh, get a good workout from yoga just <laughs> sure I, I can do slow stretchy I love slow stretchy sometimes I can do relaxing mindful meditative yoga but I also can do like you know real push yourself because there's people people have different needs when it comes to their body 
there are people like you store a lot of um, stress. This might be what, what you what you enjoy of lifting weights, because I know that I used to do boxing and I used to love that um, feeling of like really intense exercise because it releases any you know anger, suppressed feelings that you, you've been bottling up. It's a really good way of releasing that. So people's needs are different. So for me, um, I really like to explore the, the different styles of yoga and the intensities of yoga. So I'm not just going to kick your ass the whole time. <laughs> Okay, that's, that's, that's good yeah. to know, that's good to know. So yeah, yeah there's, there's hope for me there. <laughs> there's always hope, there's always hope. Because remember, people look at me now and they think she's so good at yoga. You should have seen, I couldn't lift myself. I physically, I had all of this muscle and I couldn't lift myself. And I was so ashamed on that first day of that challenge with Master Sri because he just looked at me and he was like, I know she's going to be able to lift herself. And as soon as he said that, I was like, it's not going to happen. It never used to happen. I was full of the doubt. I was like, I'm not going to be able to lift myself, but I'm going to really try. And I couldn't do it. And I was like, how? Why? I've got all this muscle. Why can't I do it? Why can't I lift myself? Because I wasn't connected with my body. I wasn't focused on my vehicle, right? We can't. You can, you can imagine all you want, but this is, this is pretty much it. Okay, this is your vehicle. What are you going to do? Are you going to just ignore it? Or are you going to learn how to actually use your vehicle because your vehicle has strengths that I don't and vice versa? So this is like use the strengths that you, you do have and figure out how to, how to damn well lift yourself. I, I, love, I love that actually because I, uh, I love driving quite a lot. So when you start mentioning yeah. vehicles, I was already imagining myself as a car. <laughs> and you're like, you, right. you need to then know how to drive your car right so and, exactly. and the strength of your car so if you like you know if you speed and all that stuff the curves and all things you need to know yeah exactly like, where's the bite to have a low bite high bite how can i rev it how do i get started there you go so yeah yeah so i got yeah. i guess if you think of it that way yeah yeah and then you obviously then nurture that side of the and look at it that way and then fix it up nurture the parts that you want to understand uh, and then what works for you. That, that's actually quite good. Okay, definitely. And I'm sure the people yeah. listening to now uh, as well be resonating uh, with all this. So if you guys have any questions, use that uh, question mark box there, guys, and we'll bring the questions up uh, for either one of us to um, answer. Um, so at the moment, yeah. you're, you're uh, wholly focused on um, that yoga side of things. So how the when you said you're going to be obviously doing some more uh for the lockdown period in which is in uk um so yeah. what, what does that uh, consist of is it for beginners like me as well who would love to join i i already have um, so i already have some beginners yoga class at the moment i do um i think i have four styles of classes i've got uh beginners so that's literally i don't care if you are completely new to exercise period i don't care if you feel like you're overweight and and, and immobile this would be like for anyone that i would be able to to work with their body what their limitations are and get them moving um and then once and then then after that there's the all levels so i have an all level flow so the style of yoga that i most resonate with and people who've done my yoga classes always mention is this it's very flowy <laughs> it's very flowy there's a style of yoga called vinyasa which is where you connect the poses because for me this is when i'm most uh present and mindful in yoga it becomes like artistic so say we're doing a forward bend and then i think right i want to get them into um downward facing dog right well what are the steps between there so that it connects in a very smooth way so that we're not just abruptly moving between the poses and that just allows people to stay connected with their body and not their minds not drifting and actually feel it's actually more more, um, more strengthening because it takes more your, your muscles are constantly engaged as you move between poses and it helps with stability and balance in the body and then there's also power yoga so um <laughs> i was explaining to my students in my power yoga class that that's actually not my hardest class, but it can be. So it's more based on strength um, and more of getting the feeling of like a workout into it, but it's still very, um, very stretch, a lot of stretching flexibility as well. So um, but those would be for more, for more for people who want to actually increase their fitness. And then there's, there's going to be a new style of yoga, just watch out, which is going to be my top level <laughs> of insane yoga that I was also doing with um, the teacher trainers when I was teaching those um, at I Am Creator. Then um, this, the one that I think um, people really should know about, because before, before lockdown, I was really trying to get a six pack. And that was one of my goals. And I was really struggled with it. 
And no matter how hard I tried with all of the traditional gym methods and classes and things like that, I couldn't do it. But then there's something happened with yoga when I was doing the yoga course strengthening exercises that actually shifted that. And I, I made I made like huge progress and results with, with my six pack in that. Um, so this is because yoga core strength is is different to other core training exercises, which are mostly based on, right, I'm going to do my upper abs with crunches, then I'm going to do my lower abs with leg raises, then I'm going to do my obliques with some bicycle crunches. But the yoga is like, you literally have to draw in and, and engage the entire core, like a, like a tube of toothpaste, squeeze the whole thing to be able to lift your legs up in a certain pose and things like that. So it's just, it's just helped to strengthen the whole core more, more efficiently. Um, on top of that, I found that, I mean, would you consider yourself, um, do you ever rush around? Do you find yourself sort of rushing around during the day? Yeah. Or are you kind of a chilled out, low, like laid back guy? Well, I'm a mostly laid back guy, but I do I rush around as well sometimes, yeah. Have, next time you're rushing around, check in and notice how you're breathing, right? Because when we're, when we're rushing around, I, I'm, I'm like either holding my breath, literally, <gasps> got to get to the next thing, or I'm breathing really shallow from like here. And this is what tends to happen when we're stressed out. And um, we squeeze the core in and we tense it and we leave out the entire um, abdominal section from the breath. So what tends to happen is you're storing stress there and you're not metabolizing properly there. So you store fat because of the stress, if that makes sense. Okay. So, yeah, so the unlocking of that during the yoga also helped me too to lose that lower belly fat that I was having. Um, because of just holding on to that stress in that belt around the lower abs there. So that's interesting. Just check in next time. I'd be interested to know and you can get back to me about it. That's actually, no, I, I can tell you now because it was, it was pretty much today. Um, yeah, I was noticing that today because I've been catching up from uh, some uh, backlog work. And uh, yeah, I was, uh, so I'm a little bit, uh, I would say stressed out in terms of, yeah, because uh, there's a lot, but I'm not trying to do it all in one day. So I'm trying to spread it out throughout the week. Um, but yeah, and I noticed that uh, every time I was on uh, my phone or replying to something, now because that was stopping me from what I was trying to catch up on, my breath actually was stopped. So I would be like, and then going, and uh, you know, and then how did breaths, you feel? Very short breaths. And how did you physically feel when you're holding your breath? Uh, very tense. Okay, right. So just think of that because when you say you feel very tense, your muscles. Remember that, okay, this is, this is how, without even getting into anything spiritual, this is how we store stress in the body physically. It manifests in our chest, our heart, our trauma we store a lot in our, in our lower back and lower um, in the hips here as well. Because the muscles, when you're, when you're in stress mode, you're bracing yourself, you're in survival mode, and your muscles hold on to some of that tension. You think about lactic acid, the toxicity of that. Mm. Yes, we can get, we can get, um, we can store the tension that way in our muscles. And the, the, the interesting thing is this, that, so we don't feel good when we hold our breath. And we, so who's, who taught us this? It's just what's so interesting. Why, why, why do we hold our breath when we're stressed? Because we need that oxygen more than, more than ever then. Mm -hmm. We're making, we're making ourselves feel worse. Let's say we're rushing because we're late. That already sucks. So why am I holding my breath and make myself feel worse? This is, this is the crazy thing that we do automatically, and it's just an undoing of that, which is what yoga helps with. The other question I'm going to ask you is, right now, in this moment, literally right now, don't think about it, don't overthink it, what do you need to do to stay alive? The only thing that you need to do right now to stay alive? Well, breathe. Well, okay. So, <laughs> so why, why are people so resistant to, 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 to learning how to breathe properly and move your body? This in yoga, it's like, oh, it's something weird and spiritual well no it's just science this is this is the thing yeah i, I think i think um because I've, I've tried some uh breath work in there because i do find it uh fascinating but the the way when you're thinking of it and trying to breathe because we do this is the one thing we do unconsciously right breathing is the only part that we are doing unconsciously. we are waking up just going we don't think am i breathing unless somebody's you know just falls flat on the floor and then you're like is that person breathing you know that's the only time well exactly right? but we're not checking with ourselves why are we not breathing properly exactly. and it's the one thing the one thing that is connecting to you, you to life in this moment is your breath 
So why is it, why are we not making sure we're doing it correctly? Because for, for the, the greatest majority of people, it comes to the point where they have to experience an awakening of some description to learn how to breathe properly. This, this is insane to me. This is really insane. Actually, um, the student that I was just teaching earlier for yoga, she said that her, her son was now in school. Um, and the first thing that they do in the morning in, in her son's school is, is get them to breathe properly. Thank God, you know, because oh, wow. these, yeah, this is going to be helping them, them for their whole lives is, is just to, to break, that, break that cycle of, of holding our breath, of, of tensing, of, of bracing for the next attack and making everything more difficult than it needs to be. That's, that's amazing the way the, the way you've explained it as well, right? So I've, I've not heard it that way anywhere and I can see the importance and connecting to it, right? So, um, and I can see why, um, you know, myself as in, I was always ducking out, oh, uh, and I compared it to others, like, oh yeah, I see, uh, you know, stretching and all that stuff because I do have some exercises uh, to do with my lower back pain and those are some of the yoga poses which I do it. And, and I suppose that's why I, you know, always looked at it as, oh, yeah, stretching. As soon as it becomes a little bit more serious in terms of, oh, yeah, now you need to practice breathing or, okay, try to do this so that you are able to lift a little bit of yourself, not completely, but a little bit of yourself. And I'm like, uh, no, thanks. You know, I'll, I'll just go and lift that weight because that's pretty much the same, right? Uh, but it's well, not. It's, it's not. <laughs> The, this is the interesting thing, and, and, um, and what also I've, I've discovered during yoga is that doing any other type of fitness, and actually when I was swimming, I had this terrible habit of when I felt really tired and it was really hard exertion, if you, you can probably hear it in, in your head, I can hear it now, the gym guys, right? Think of the gym guys lifting the insane amounts of weight, and what are they doing? Oh! <laughs> <laughs> If you're lifting an insane amount of weight and exerting and putting your body through that much stress, you need oxygen. You need your breath. Why do we hold our breath? I used to have this this um, this conversation with Nico whenever he was doing yoga. Is that he would he, when it got really tough, it was like, <clears throat> and his breath became really laboured. Now, if we can just reverse that and calm the breath. It actually calms the body down and it becomes easier to do the hardest stuff because the breath is calm and it sends that message to the body that you're okay. Everything's okay and it relaxes and then the hard stuff doesn't feel as hard and you can do, you can get your body to do more because if you think about it, you hold your breath, you're depriving of oxygen, lactic acid builds up, lactic acid is toxic to the body and locks up the muscles and hurts the muscles. So it's the opposite of what you need to be doing. You need to be breathing in, oxygenating. The oxygen releases, with, um, it, uh, it converts the lactic acid away. So it gets rid of it. So this is, this is just, it's the polar opposite of what we've learned to do. And it's just, it's just so interesting to me that it really does take, like you said, struggling in the world before we even start to look at the breath. And, and a lot of the time it's seen as something, you know, voodoo or or out there spiritual wise but but most meditation really is just breathing that's it the, the, we we feel like we need to do a lot in meditation but, but the only thing that we really need to do is become aware of the breath and that's it it's not complicated and it's not voodoo or out there it's just if you want to look at it science wise it's what we need in that moment so do you do you suggest that um, obviously become aware of the breathing pattern uh, and is there um, something you know people can do um, straight away for example a takeaway from from this uh, life now what would you suggest they can do something so that they are aware of their breathing or can in implement something as a quick way of uh, fitting in something you know not saying they're going to be amazing at it but it's something they can start yeah. with this is this is already interesting to me, um, because because this is this is the normal response, right? To learning that where we need to do something with the breath. Now I need to do something, and it needs to be hard, and I need to apply myself. It's just breathing, man. Just breathe. <laughs> Don't even think it. Just breathe. <laughs> Put your hands on your belly and 
allow yourself to breathe into your belly because this is the thing is that a lot of people because now it's become so simple to me and I, it's hard sometimes to think and I have to remember what it used to be like when I was just all in my head put your hands on your belly and as you breathe your hands should push out then you're filling your belly with air and it goes up chest expands breathing into the chest right because what do we do when we're stressed hunch yeah clench reverse we're just reversing that 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 bracing feeling that we're doing in our stomach and our chest we re- we're opening allow the breath to open it you can try it just now if you feel you okay. put your hands in your belly yeah right first though exhale all the air out of the lungs because a lot of the time we're still holding on to little bits of oxygen and air that that becomes uh, becomes toxic got too much carbon dioxide in it we don't empty the lungs out properly so try and exhale fully okay blow it out through your mouth if you have to <sighs> come to the bottom of the breath hands on your belly through, through the nose if you can slow inhale allow the belly to expand when the belly's expand shoulders back bring the breath up to here and then release through the mouth I would recommend that if anyone is watching who carries a lot of stress, slow inhale, start from the bottom of the breath, start from the belly, through the nose, allow the belly to expand like a balloon then draw it up, chest open. Blow it out. Imagine you're just getting rid of all that stress and and if you take maybe 10 breaths like that right now, then I can guarantee you'll feel different. I took 3 and I was already feeling it. The thing is is that we we as humans we like to with our little story or big story sorry is think that we're very complicated and our problems are super complicated and our problems require a heck of a lot of work to fix and big big solutions to fix them but the, for the great majority of it you can just breathe it's just people don't want to hear that they they want to think that they've got like these big problems that need a lot of work to to solve. Mm. That's 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 amazing. Um so I can I can definitely I'm sure that there's few people who've just joined uh and they have I'm sure if there are any questions guys use that question mark um uh, icon there uh, on your comment section and uh just ask the question. Um, I'm afraid to touch the screen because that happened last time and I got kicked off. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll let you, I'll let you have a look. There was someone yeah. who mentioned about the schools that that more schools should do that and i totally agree oh yeah isabel isabel gondor yes one of the fellow uh yoga person as well she she um yeah 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 okay well i think uh, they they have introduced uh, yoga at my daughter's school as well uh, and i asked her if she wants to join it i think when she is ready cuz she's at the moment was like i was seeing them they're just falling asleep <laughs> So like, yeah. <laughs> so like the, the okay. kids kids love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, so they, I think she's just going there to fall asleep <laughs> at the moment. She's like, "Yeah, I'll join next term because I was like, is that because you saw them all sleeping?" Yeah. The um they they and the kids it's super interesting. If you if you watch a child doing yoga, I can probably unless there's some issues physically, they I can guarantee they'll be more flexible than you. You know, if you're if you're watching a child do yoga, and and if we think about why that might be is they're not they're they're supple that they they're just new in the world they haven't got the burden of all of the problems of all of the years of all of the stress on them yet so it's it's such a perfect time to get them checking in with their body and they just enjoy it you know this is the thing with yoga for kids is just like get them to enjoy moving their body and get them to stop thinking that you know physical pe or physical what they call it in the states is physical exercise uh it it has to be like a competition and it can just be enjoyable and they can just have fun and and roll around like my son the, the one that my son used to work on is um i noticed he tries to do um tree pose a lot which is the standing on the one leg oh wow. and he's cuz he's so energetic right and he he's he's from the moment he wakes up his little mind is just on the go so it, it takes him a good long while just to center and calm and he's learned that if he calms down and just focuses then he can balance and he finds it super interesting and uh he's also he's also able to do um you know uh like he finds it 
fun to be able to do these cool tricks like wheel pose and things like that and show his friends. So he, he really enjoys it. He was just doing yoga earlier in the lesson he was joining in. That's amazing. So, so he's, he's already learning to obviously um, center himself and, and ground himself as well. So uh, imagine obviously yeah. if he carries on doing it. Uh, well, exactly. Yeah, so he'd it, be the most calmest person out there. <laughs> I, I think it's, it's, it, it's just whatever happens to them in their lives, if they, if they learn now not to disconnect from their body, it's just going to be a lot easier for them to, uh, to reduce the amount of trauma that they hold on to. Because you can't, you can't um, you know, escape difficulties in your lives and we can't shelter them from having difficult things to deal with. But if they stay connected with their breath and their body during the whole time, there's going to be less stress that's stored there as a result of that. Amazing, amazing. I mean, uh, I'm an advocate of um, teaching the young kids from an early age, uh, whether that's to do with business, whether that's to do with money and all that stuff. Because um, I use, I always say that uh, to everybody as well, you know, um, would you let your kid drive a car until they know how to drive? Right? You're not just going to give them the key. So why do we just let them go out and get jobs and let them go out and spend money without them understanding what the money is and how to spend it and what it can do if in terms of investment and all that stuff so teach teaching them how to um how to actually um do things that when they when they're out there in, in the world right in terms of business money and understanding things like that um and and you bringing up that as well so i, I can see how you know if, if if a person a young person has all this uh as in one uh that, that'd be something amazing that i can see i think what what some what a lot of parents and, and i've been guilty of this what what they want for their children and it comes from a place of love is to try and set them up so they never experience any difficulties in life right mm -hmm. I, I don't want to know I you know I want to make sure he's, he's not going to you know experience any mean kids at school or any difficulties or failure I want to protect them from, from ever feeling like a failure from ever you know going through any struggles but that's not it that's not our job as parents you cannot you can't deprive someone from their, their life their, their life path like that but what we can do, what you were just saying, which is perfect, is give them the tools that no matter what happens, they don't disconnect from their emotions, they don't disconnect from their body, and they don't, you know, they, they can get through it without lasting effects like what we have, this trauma and the stress that we've just carried through our whole lives. Not exactly. So um, there's, there's a, a proof of science and research behind this as well. Uh, and that's why I, I, I'm very forefront of um, getting kids to learn because um, coming from a business and uh, mindset coaching side of things. So my focus is mostly to do with kids as well to, um, you know, to encourage parents to like, get them learn to handle how to handle money and what money is and, you know, not say to them, does it grow on tree? Because that's what then is imprinted in their mind. Um, so have a, a, you know, have an abundance uh, mindset with money, have a good, have all good connotations with it because, what we do is uh, we, we run around in scarcity mindset uh, most of the time uh, that, oh, this thing is running out. We need to chase this. We need to do this. We need to catch this. And, and that's what we are doing all the time. And that then mm -hmm. happens when it happens to money. Uh, if there's, you know, I'm not saying that, that that would never happen, but that, you know, when there is a difficult moment, people then don't know what to do. And the, what mind does is it goes back to your childhood time when you are learning all these things and he picks up a file from your brain for example so you pick up a file or relevant uh, track which is something similar and put that in front of you hey here we go there's an example decide something something like this right and then as an adult that's what you end up deciding because obviously because your mind hasn't your mind is not able to see future and it's not able to predict what you're going to do next but you cannot, it only guides you and you choose to do whatever you want to do next, right? It just guides you. And, and that's what happens. So now you come to a decision-making situation. You don't know what to do with at that point, but you have your history of what your parents did, what your aunties, uncles around you did, what they told you to do, what they told you was possible, not possible. And then you chose that model to decide that time and mm -hmm. to work it or not work it. And then, you know, a lot of people then just go around saying, oh, I can't do anything, I can't do this, I can't do that. It's just because of all that belief system they have from, from the childhood that they've been passed on. And none of that is their own fault that they're not, you know, they're not able to understand what's happening. 
It's, I was listening and I was thinking that this is so right and this applies to so many different things. Um, I was getting to mind the, the one about the give a man a fish and he can learn how to, he can eat for, for a day. Yes. If you teach him how to fish, because I think obviously he can, he's, he's set for life and this is what we've got to do for the children because, and it comes from a place of love. Again, we're not going to judge ourselves as parents, but Say, let's say we grew up and there was a lot of stress around money and, and money was always a big issue. So then we think what we need to do is set our kids up so that they never have money problems, mm-hmm. right? And work our backsides off and stress ourselves out and make ourselves miserable because we want to make sure they never have scarcity. But that's not the point. What you were saying there is that, no, you want to give them the tools. You want to show them how they can react to any situation that they may face financially and get through it calmly and keep a positive mind and know that things are going to be okay. Because if you just, if you just try and set the kid up so that he's always got money, well, what if something happens? He's not going to know what to do. He's going to think, this is it. I can't do anything now. I'm completely incapable. But set them up, give them the tools. Yeah. I really like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Because, um, you know, in, in my journey, I've, I've come across... Um, I've come across people who, who have no idea uh, what to do with uh, when there is like lack of money or too much money, right? Uh, or because they've been set up for life from their parents. Uh, and then the, even though now they've been told to get jobs and everything, and they, they, in my time when they were working with me, and, you know, you don't see the motivation of, you know, you are here, so why are you here? Oh, I, I've just been asked to get a job by my parents. Oh, okay. So now you have a job. Can you do the job? Uh, okay, you know, and then like, don't, then you try to you know, motivate with, oh yeah, you're getting paid and there's, there's a bonus and all that stuff. Yeah, I don't really need it. Why? Oh, uh, my parents have all this money that I get every month. I'm like, oh okay. So you know, you what? You, you don't need to work. Um, and then same, when when the when the you know one day the parents are not here, and they have all this money, they don't know what to do with it because they're not been taught how to handle it and right. within the first year usually that money is gone right so the parents yeah. work all that hard and, and exactly as you were saying you know stress themselves out and everything so that the child is safe and abundant and everything but he doesn't know what to do with it or she doesn't know what to do with it and then it's like case of me giving you the presents and you're getting the presents and you're like, oh, yeah, thank you very much. You're going to use it. When it's broke, you're going to put it aside because it has no value to you. You did not earn it. You did not make it. So it has no value to you. It's just been given to you as a present. Oh, here you go. Uh, you know, use this in your life when you, when you need it. And you're like, well, okay, I've used it. Uh, where's, where's more? <laughs> exactly. I was getting this image of like a conveyor belt, right? So we're actually doing the kids a, a, a distress, what do you call it, an injustice when we do this because they, they get on this like conveyor belt and they're not questioning and they're not asking questions and they're not even tapping into their like creativity, their inspiration, their unique mind, uh, the way their mind works, the tools that they have in their mind that's just not tapped into. They don't question anything. They're just blindly going through their lives. And it's, it's, give, it's not even allowing themselves to, to use the, their, their minds, their logic, their, their inspiration, their creativity to do anything. So it's actually, it's an injustice to do this to them as much as it comes from a place of love. Exactly what, what you were saying, there, just give them the tools to figure out what do they need to do? How do they need to make money? Um, my son's like watching everything that I do and he's learning and he's like, why don't you do this, mommy? And, and can I make a funnel? Can, can, I, can you show me how to make a click funnel? And things like, things like this. He's, he's already, he's been absorbing everything. So it's... Uh, and it's great. And it's not like, um, you know, and I, I just want to, I just want to, all I want for him is to, because he's an amazing kid. He's got, if, if we really are honest with ourselves, like this generation, they're, they're, they're flipping amazing. The things that they can do. I, I don't know how to work his tablet or any of the, these devices, but he, he just knows. And um, they, there's, there's a lot of like creativity there and, and awareness that's just coming through this generation so a lot of the time i'm learning a lot more from my son than vice versa he's got some brilliant ideas so we've got to allow them to be themselves to be creative that's amazing to to hear that and um i believe i have seen some some videos where, where he's in the background when you were at the i, I am creator area uh, and and i've actually utilized that with my daughter as well she's 13 uh, and you know she's got her own launch launch of business last year 
and now she's on a mission to save the bees. Um, so she's using all that cause. Um, when I was doing FLC with uh, Chibaria and, you know, she had access to that course and she learned how to make a funnel so that she can get people to sign up um, to save the bees wow. and talk about it and all that stuff by just getting the access. And she made a, I think she took one day to, to create her funnel and send out and she got 52 signatures on the, on, with, that, oh, wow. with that funnel. And I was amazed, yeah. So, um, and she profited with that funnel as well because she was selling products to get those signatures um, to give money to a charity. Um, and I was like, wow, you know, so by having that mindset of she wants to do something, she was able to, you know, have all this. And, and it's, it's the case of, I could have just built it for her. And, oh yeah, I can do it because I'm learning the course. Da, da, da. Okay, here we are, that's the funnel. Um, can you just share it with, here we go, share it with your friends, you know, here go, do this. Um, what I did was, no, okay, you have access to it. Sit down and I will help you on the bits that you don't understand, right? And wow. you can make it. This is, this is, this is what I do. So, because you want to save the bees, you have to do it and make it yourself to save the bees. If you now have some sort of challenge, let me know and I will help you. Um, I didn't have to because it's, it's a natural gift yeah. to, to, the, to the kids nowadays. Uh, all yeah. I believe is they just need that um, chance of doing it. Because uh, yeah. all, all the parents with no fault, uh, you know, from the place of love, wants, they want to just provide and give them um, the best they can. Um, so that they don't have to uh, suffer or they don't have to go through what, you know, we go through. And uh, that doesn't help at the end because I've realized because yeah. at the end, uh, her decision making will be from the experience she's having now to make decisions what she wants to do when she's older by herself living in her own house. Yeah, Things exactly. Like I, I totally agree with that. And um, my son, my son was born in Thailand. He's half Thai, and it comes it comes a lot in his culture. That um, I think the the parents again out of love in the West. It's like we want to protect the children. We we absolutely wouldn't allow them to to cut anything with knives below a certain age, or or try to fix something themselves because they'll just break it and things like that. But in Thai culture, I remember seeing this three year old with one of the big big knives. Cutting bamboo, right? And she, she'd been given this responsibility, and she was so focused and so careful, and she was able to do it. And that's tricky. Cutting bamboo with these knives, you have to slice it and then kind of shake it, and it goes through. Um, so, so when Louis was very was still pretty little, I used to let him change his batteries on his toys. So, he, and he would do it. So, my goal is that by the time I always let him have a go because their minds are open and they, their minds are like, when you show them how to do something, you give that responsibility. They're so focused and there's not all that, oh, I should really be doing this or what's my to-do list or have I got enough food? They're really a, a lot more present and focused and, and open-minded than we are. So they learn it a lot better. Like I'm pretty sure if I showed Louis how to do a click funnel, because they've got, they've got a lot more time on their hands and focus. This is their one focus. They're not so scattered that they'll be able to apply themselves and actually probably do it better than we can. If they just give them the chance, so give them the chance like you did, that's brilliant. I love that. Yeah, exactly. So because, um, you know, since the time they're born anyway, um, well, since the time we are born, we are in a learning mind that's since the beginning because we are now learning to, um, you know, make the noise so that we can communicate. We then are learning to move our hands and uh, legs so that we can now walk and touch stuff, right? We are co continuously learning, obviously, so, so to self-develop. But what happened is um, throughout when we are doing this, we lose that connectivity uh, with ourselves of that learning because now the society kicks in uh, and that is telling you what to do things and what's normal, what's not normal, what's allowed, what's not allowed, you know, things like yeah. that. And then what happened with that learning uh, ability that you have is just kind of goes away. And uh, you know, when people say, um, be a kid, you know, don't be an adult. Well, that's what they mean by is to have that inquisitiveness of learning every time, trying to understand what, is, what this is. And that's what, that's what the kids have. Kids just want to know what this is. What is this? What does it do? You know, because you know, when they're little, when they're breaking stuff, it's just them trying to see what this is. 
the the great thing these days though is that they've got Google. Just think of that because yes. my my son's my son's lucky in a respect in in that um I've I've gone quite far intellectually and I've I've a science degree and I've done postgraduate research and things like that and I've just I've done a lot of intellectual research just for fun when I was in university and so uh, most of his questions I think I don't think he's ever asked me a question that I couldn't answer um, yet. I'm sure it will happen. So we once had this conversation in the car that started out talking about um, he, he wanted to understand like what happened to people's brains after they die because he was obviously aware of the fact that a lot of the stuff that was going on was was happening in his brain and you know I talked about how you know what, how the brain works and what keeps it alive and um, some some research that I that I used to do. Um, this isn't this isn't pleasant, and I stopped working because it was working on animals. Is that we used to take out rat brains and keep them alive by putting them in um, putting them in cerebral spinal fluid and, and quickly so that the cells don't die off and things like that. So we're having this conversation about how the brain works, how it, how it functions, how it keeps alive, and he came up with this idea of like, what if you could, after someone's died, you could take out their brain, put it in that fluid. Um, zap it with electricity, connect it. So, because I was telling him the brain has uh, electrical activity yeah, in it, yeah. connect it, and then he'd be like, then we'd be able to figure out a way to actually see what someone experienced while they're alive. I'm like, this? this kid was was six yeah. or seven at the time. Wow. <laughs> well, you know, you know that have they have already thought of these things, right? As well, and he's yeah. thinking of it without knowing that somebody's already thinking of that, right? Wow. But this is how this is how technology is going to advance if we allow the kids to ask questions and if we get out of our own way and get out of our ego enough to admit that a lot of the time they're thinking a lot more practically than we are, you know. Yeah. My son's forever saying, "Mummy, why didn't we get this from the shop yesterday? Why are we going again to the shop?" And he's he's constantly looking at everything I'm doing and thinking of more logical ways to do it. So <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah. Fun, yeah, yeah, no, exa exactly. So we we just need to give them the chance to you know understand and develop and to be. But they are more solution focused than we than we are, as you, just yeah. mentioned, you know, because your son's doing that already, sure. you know. Um, I think we are running out of time because it's uh, showing us with three because it only gives us an hour on this. Um, yeah. It was lovely having you and uh, it was a wonderful chat. Uh, and yeah. I'm sure the audience, uh, they haven't asked any questions. That means uh, we pretty much, all the, gave, all the, we, you know, we, we all gave, the questions are answered. Yes, exactly. All the questions are answered. Um, so anything that you want to add to finish this conversation with? So something that uh, people can take away uh, in terms of, um, you know, what to do for inspiration-wise? Uh, so the big, the big message, this is the thing, is that what my brand is about is that a lot of people these days are looking on YouTube and things like that with the question of, I want someone to show me what I'm doing wrong and how to live my life. And I'm never going to tell anyone to do this. I'm never going to tell anyone how you should be doing things or what's right or what's wrong. Is that actually you really need to connect and, and look inside because you already know the answer you just not like we just said with the kid they know the answer already they, they they're asking the questions they have the capability already just need to give them the chance mm -hmm. to give yourself a chance ask yourself look within yourself and you'll find that you have the answers because there's that child in there with all that creativity and inspiration just waiting to be asked fantastic fantastic thank you very much with that guys um we gotta finish this tuesday talks and everybody thank you very much Thank you, Amy, for being here yes. uh, and Thank sharing your wonderful uh, experience with us as well. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye.